0: there. I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hey there, welcome in for today's episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kraber, and I so appreciate you tuning in to the space where we talk all things career management, brand management, and mom life management. We do it all, so why not have a place to talk about it all? Today I'm sharing this as my kids are back at school. Yes, it's the start of a new school year, and everyone got out the door with little to no issues, and everyone was pretty excited about it, too. What I'm not as excited about is some of our challenges with after-school care. As you likely know by now, I recently left my corporate career and opened my own brick-and-mortar retail boutique. In talking through different scenarios before taking this leap, Having the ability for the girls to be home alone at times was a little bit of a roadblock. We knew my afternoons would become less flexible in some ways, and we also didn't want an extra expense if we could help it. We were deep into the discussions during the last school year, and we ultimately decided to cancel our after-school babysitter. It was part to save the funds, and also part to test our girls in very small, controlled settings. My husband and I often joke about unlocking new levels of parenting, and this is a big one. When exactly is it okay to leave the kids at home alone? We're at the stage now where this is a tough one to answer. We're comfortable letting them run out the front door to play with their friends. We're comfortable with them riding bikes around in small groups. But... Are we comfortable with leaving them alone inside the house without an adult, either together or on their own? Now, when I was younger, there was an entire generation of quote-unquote latchkey kids. I remember some friends being on their own at home after school from a fairly young age. I think I was doing it by 12 or 13, and it definitely wasn't a big deal. Faced with that same decision as a parent, and it sort of seems like a big deal to me. There's safety issues, trust issues, and a whole bunch of other variables out of my control at any given time. It's definitely not as clear-cut of a decision as I may have initially thought. In a recent discussion with some fellow moms in the neighborhood, we were chatting about the positives of this stage of parenting. We can literally open the front door and tell the kids to go out and play without having to be right behind them. We set parameters with them on where they can be, but they're free to do it on their own or with their friends. And I'm free to go about my business inside or outside. And even if that business sometimes involves a nap on my couch in the quiet house, it happens. There is joy in this milestone. It's our modern day version of come home when the streetlights come on. Instead, I can say, stay where I can see you or let me know if you go somewhere else, or, hey, I'm going to run to Target quick and I'll be back in a few hours. I have no idea if there's any science to this or if there's a certain perfect age when kids should be able to handle this type of situation. With my circle of friends and neighbors, some are further into it than we are, and some haven't yet tried. And I'll also add in the caveat that a lot of our milestones related to testing our girls' independence has coincided with some of the technology changes. Like we let our girls start getting out of sight further when they first got those gizmo watches. And we're leaving them home alone for stretches of time now that our older daughter has her own iPhone. I want to share a little bit on where we started and where we are in this journey to independence. It's been one thing to be inside the house when they're outside where I can see them. Then we move to leaving them for short stretches with a group, then into longer stretches during daylight hours on their own. We're working to expand our level of trust so that we can reach the point where we feel 100% comfortable with two key situations. Letting themselves into the house after school and managing their routine through about 6.30 p.m. when I get home. And number two is to feel comfortable on their own from dinner through bedtime so we can enjoy a night out every once in a while. Again, nothing here is science-backed or researched. I just wanna share my experience as a mom working to unlock a whole new level of independence and trust with my girls. Maybe you'll find this helpful and maybe you can then share your experience as well if you're a little further along than I am. Here's some examples of the path we took. We started with simple things like riding bikes. There's a group of kids riding around the block or cruising the neighborhood beyond our small little area. We started to let them go. They had to wear helmets and we gave them a time limit to return or check in. It was daylight hours only and never alone. And we practiced bike riding as a family to ensure they understood basic traffic rules and safe sharing of the roads and sidewalks. Then we moved to playing at the park. There's a small park within our neighborhood that's fairly close to our house. It's not visible from our house, but it's like a three-minute walk. The park's a popular spot for littles with their parents, but also has a larger playground equipment and swings for some of the older kids. If the girls ask to visit the park, and both of us are busy or one of us is busy, we often let them go together. Again, always during daylight hours and always with a set time limit to check in. It's close enough that they could walk, ride scooters, or bikes to get there and back. Next, we graduated to nights with friends. We have a monthly standing date night with some neighbor friends who have daughters very close in age to our girls. So that's four girls ages 13 to nine, and we started having them gather at one house for pizza and movie nights so we could escape for a few hours as a group. We've done this four or five times now, and it's been better on both sides each time we go. Each girl has a totally different personality, so one likes to text a lot and check in, and one calls pretty frequently, and the other two are usually pretty chill. For the most part, they've enjoyed it, and maybe the most stressful happening was when they forgot to take their dog out and he made a mess for all of them to clean up. This summer, we also experimented more with one or the other, or both, at home alone during the day for a short stretch. Now some of this was our necessity. On days where I had to be at my store and my husband was traveling, I mentioned we were cutting back on the expense of hiring babysitters. So having them home in the mornings for a few hours or later in the evenings when I took one to their activity was a really good step. They were just hanging out at home with no real expectations on them for anything other than just finding something to occupy their own time. They could watch movies, they could zone out on iPads, they could hang out in their room, and they both seem to just treat it like a good quiet time opportunity to just hang out. I think This is yet again, another scenario where parenting decisions are just hard. I consider this phase of parenting as our next great milestone, the master level to unlock. I honestly do not know what the right answer is, or even if there is a right answer, as to when children can be left on their own at home. Like all things, it depends on the child and the specific situation. Trust in general doesn't come easy to me and trusting my own children to do the right thing when I'm not around is a whole other issue to unpack. I know I have to learn sooner rather than later because independence is an important part of their growth. I need to be able to trust them when I'm not right outside the front door. And this summer, we've made a lot of progress and all of us gain confidence. When I think about how we can prep them to be independent, I feel like it's possible that we've done a better job than I initially thought. Prepping the kids to be on their own with a babysitter or away with their grandparents is pretty comparable. We do those things on a regular basis and are comfortable with the process in place. They know their home address and both of our cell phone numbers. There's a neighbor they know they can go to in the event of an emergency at home. Our expectations are enforced around potentially dangerous things in the house like cleaning supplies, kitchen, utensils, and all that good stuff. They know that the regular rules for our house are in effect even when we're not there. And there's always a list of emergency contact numbers and information where they know where to find it. The other side to this independence coin that you have to take into consideration is the kids' feelings on being home alone. My feelings as a parent are important, but so are theirs, and I definitely don't feel comfortable pushing them if they aren't ready. We ask them questions to know if they have concerns about being home on their own for a short period of time, and we need to know that they're comfortable working the digital door lock and letting themselves in. And so far, this tiered approach has worked well for us. And now with school starting, I'll be spending time at my store and there are going to be days when my husband is traveling. They'll be letting themselves in, doing their after-school routine on their own for an hour or two. That's not to say I love the idea 100% yet, but again, we want to get there. And if I'm being honest, so do they. They want the independence and sometimes one of them just wants some peace and quiet at home. So how have you approached the idea of leaving your children at home alone? If you have a best practice or philosophy you've become comfortable with, please share with those of us approaching this parenting fork in the road. I'll also continue to check in with friends and neighbors on their practices. Trial and error is a component of parenting I've come to know well. So if you have something that works, don't keep it to yourself. Motherhood's better when we can learn from each other and find someone who has been there and done that, even if it wasn't very well done at first. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merge. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I loved putting it together to share. If you want to know when a new episode drops, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically queued up and ready to enjoy. I do have one small favor to ask. It will only take a minute and it will help this podcast grow and get in front of more women who need my brand of support. I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. Tag me on social at Erin underscore Kraber with your feedback and I'll be sure to shout you out in return.